Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your hosts for Raising Your Spirits, Suzanne Shields and Tony Ginnis. Thank you, Carl, for that great introduction. Today, what we want to talk about is love. How do we see love? It's the very thing that motivates us all to do things. We would do more things for love than any other emotion on this planet. We work hard for love. We make sure our families are happy because we love them. And if it was only us, we would not do many things, but we do it for other people. And over the years, when people come to us looking for various things, readings regarding love, especially those that have not been in a relationship for a while, they're constantly asking, where is Mr. Wright? Or where is Mrs. Wright? I have so much to offer that I could love somebody. And when that person finally comes, there's so much joy, so much hope for the future. And as the relationship develops, and we know these people, we see that not only is Spirit giving them all kinds of great visions with each other to grow that love and to grow their own love inside, and many seem to miss that part. In other words, when a person is longing for love and there's a void in their heart, what we sometimes see is that they expect other people to fill that void, to fill those little potholes in their heart so that they can be complete. We give everything to a person if we love them. And when we do, we trust them so much that they treat that love with respect, with honor, with delicacy. And sometimes it doesn't work that way. Sometimes couples will move on and separate and go their separate ways. But in the meantime, they've given a part of their heart for that relationship, expecting the other person to make them happy, to entertain them, to be their event planner. What are we doing tonight? And whatever you're doing, I'll do it. If you're doing yoga, I'll do it. If you're going for a drive, I'll go with you. In other words, they want to be with that person, but they don't really want to be with themselves. And this is where we see that that erosion of the relationship starts to erode because there's so much dependency on the other to make them happy. I mean, we could say through spirit that it is your responsibility to make yourself happy. We cannot give that responsibility to others because humans have had a history of treating others and not treating that heart very respectfully. For whatever reason, other humans are not equipped to handle your heart. That is solely your responsibility. If you have a hard time being by yourself, it means you don't like the pleasure of your company. How would someone else like that company if you don't like your own company? Loving yourself is one of the highest compliments you can give your body because you will never let yourself down, but other people may. 
Getting somebody to fill a void in your heart does work for a while, but there is a better way to ensure that you are happy and the love sustains through the decades. Because when you focus so much on someone else, that you want to be their light, that you want to do everything for them, and you neglect yourself, that becomes very exhausting, to say the least. And it is not sustainable. You can do it for a while, 15, 20, 30 years, however long you're prepared to continually be in that relationship where you're putting most of the effort into it. And we're not trying to quantify whether you're doing more or they're doing less. But when you are doing less and less for yourself and do more and more of that energy to someone else, that will start to work on you. Loving yourself is the key to being able to loving somebody else. Because when you're together, it is not so much that they have to entertain you because you're perfectly happy jovial, all on your own. And wouldn't it be nice that if you are happy and they are happy and you both have that responsibility and then you come together and you share that happiness, that is sustainable. That you could do for 50 years. Suzanne, over the years, we have seen many things from couples and from people looking for love and eventually found it, and then they were alone again. What does spirit have to say about love? Have you ever wondered what love looks like? Sure, we can walk down the street and see couples holding hands, or maybe out on Valentine's Day, you see there's an expression of love between family or friends or lovers. But that's what you perceive to be love. Maybe if I could describe from a soulful perspective, what is love? As a spiritual individual, and I see people come into the office and they say, oh, we're so in love. I always look to see what spirit shows me as the symbols of love. And what I see is from their heart, a long golden line, a simple thread that reaches up to the sky, and it's like a kite. And from the other individual, I see the same thread and another kite. And when there is love, those kites fly in tandem. They're not interwoven. They're at equal height. They're not tangled. But they're in synchronicity, ebbing and flowing through the vibrations that their heart releases. The length of the line to the kite is dependent on the length of the relationship. The longer the line, the longer the relationship. 
But it's that line with the kite from the heart that has taught me the power of love. The meaning of love and the delicacy of love. Because those lines, strings, or tethers that the kite hangs on, is guided by the individual's own heart and their own desires. It's not conditional. It's those strings from the heart that teach us me so much about what love means. Because over the years, what I've seen is that each of those strings with the kites for individuals in love is not guided by the other person's string. It's only guided by the individual. Wait, what does that mean? That means that love is not conditional on what the other kite is doing. When an individual loves someone, that love for the person gives the energy to the string in the kite to fly. It allows that kite to soar. When love is conditional, That means that that person who is dependent on somebody else for conditional love, that their kite will only fly if they're fed energy from somebody else. That kite is therefore not driven by their own love, but that the love they receive from somebody else. When the kite can fly, love can be as powerful for an individual if they fuel the energy for their own kite. But if they depend on somebody else to give them compliments, to do things for them, or dependent on them for their own confidence, what happens is their kite never reaches the ultimate height because it can never fly as high when someone else fuels their energy versus when you fuel your own energy, you fuel your own kite. Individuals who love each other have come through in sessions and they have said to us, describe our love as spirit sees it. For some, I can describe the kites the strings, the power of how their kites are flying. For others, what I see is only one kite is flying. And the other person is holding on to their string with their kite. In those cases, what the person who's holding the kite is in love with is not with the person, but rather how that other person loves them. And they hold on to the string in the kite because they can feel the vibration of how the other person 
gives them love. And for the fear to lose it, they never let go of their kite. They never explore the idea of letting go and fully loving the other person because they're so in love with loving themselves with their own kite. In other circumstances, I've seen that an individual doesn't pay attention to their own string and kite and only wants to do things for others, ignoring themselves in a relationship, not wanting to see that if they hold on and hold themselves in high regard, that that in itself can grow a relationship. And in those cases, what I see is just a slight string with a kite just flying barely over their heads. Meanwhile, the kite for the other individual is flying so much more higher to the point that the other person almost has less touch with their own love for that person. In other instances, what I see is the strings of the kites become so intertwined. They become so angry at each other that no longer are they focused on flying their own kite or that of the other, but they only want to bring the other person's kite down. That doesn't mean that the relationship is over. It merely signals that they've given up trying. As we move forward and if we're surrounded by children who are experiencing love for the first time, encourage them to recognize they have a kite, they have a string. And in order to bring the strongest string and kite to a relationship, they must first strengthen that rope and kite for the love of themselves. That kite and that attachment to the heart will only go stronger and more resilient the more we can love ourselves. And when it is at its optimal vibration, and only then are we fully capable of loving somebody else unconditionally. So the next time you have a moment to sit back and meditate, Ask your soul, how's my kite? And how's the string that attaches it? Thank you for listening to the Raising Your Spirits podcast. If there is a subject you would like to hear in a future episode or would like to book a session with Suzanne or Tony, reach out to their Facebook group at Genis Shields Natural Healing Center or join Tony with his weekly tuning class on Zoom. Their YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony, the number 17, all one word. 
and the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time, namaste. Namaste.